Hey, howdy, hi, it's me, Zombie Bry, and welcome to the Zombie Shorts Podcast. Today, technically being the second episode, but the first episode representing the actual point of this podcast, uh, I felt like talking about a movie that had no business being as entertaining as it was. And if you read the title of the episode, you'd know that I'm talking about Don't Breathe 2. Now, before we get into it today, uh, being that this is a brand new, hot-off-the-presses movie that just came out, uh, I must legally warn you about spoilers. So if you haven't seen Don't Breathe 2 yet, uh, go watch it and then come back. Or if you really don't give a shit about spoilers, then stay seated and we'll go to it. So Don't Breathe 2 is a movie that didn't really need to exist, but uh, it does, and you know, <laughs> because uh, Hollywood likes to make money, right? That's... Uh, it's directed by a guy named Rodos—one of those is probably right. He has several writing credits to his name, but only one director credit, and it's this movie. So this ought to be good. However, Don't Breathe 2 was still co-written by Fede Alvarez, so, you know, the guy who made the first one, directed the first one, I should say. Uh, so hopefully that cleared up any reservations anyone had about this movie not being, at least uh, at least not being thrown to the dogs and uh, still sort of being tended to by the right hands, I guess? I, I don't know. First off, let's talk about the plot, okay? It takes place uh, at some point after the first one, and uh, suddenly the blind man has a daughter. <laughs> and again, uh, I want to make it clear that this movie really doesn't need to exist. It, it, it feels like uh, if Biodome or... Pulp Fiction got a sequel. Like, there's no need for that, and nobody wants that. Nobody wanted this movie either, but we got it, so we might as well check it out. Failed. Didn't. The gun is in my hand. I thought I had it. Sorry, Father. I'll make it next time. Never take anything for granted. God will take it from you. It's already starting off with an eye roll with the random daughter being introduced. Uh, basically, this movie consists of evil man who steals organs and sells them on the black market is at large. Evil man bumps into daughter. Evil man wants to kidnap daughter. Blind man says no. Evil man kidnaps daughter. Blind man yells and then gets revenge and takes back daughter. There's actually a, a, a little bit of story in between all that. But, you know, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. So like any self-respecting fan of horror will tell you, it's the body count that matters. I, like my ancestors before me, come from a long line of gore whores. I love blood and guts, okay? And this movie handled that department no problem. There was plenty of heinous murders that actually made me wince at times. You know, I've, I've seen some shit, okay? I've subjected myself to, to, you know, Cannibal Holocaust and a Serbian film, right? So you, you can rest assured that I've experienced violence in film before, okay? And while Don't Breathe 2 definitely does not stack up to those that came before it, uh, it does still give you your money's worth if you are, in fact, a gore whore. There was a, there was a scene where a guy got stabbed in the foot with a pitchfork and then stabbed in the neck with a garden tool and then hit in the head several times with a shovel. And it's, it's that one single shot where you see his face crack and his jaw break apart that sells the whole elongated death scene. Stop! Please! Stop! Now the acting was like uh, half and half for me. It may sound like common sense, but I always say, if you can make me either hate or love your character in a movie, 
I consider that good acting. And while the, uh, I guess you could call them the villains of the movie, were no smarter than a fucking hamster, uh, they all did a very good job of making me wait and relish the moment the blind man ended their lives. But seriously, though, these guys were absolutely fucking stupid monkeys stumbling around, shouting, doing nothing to conceal their presence at all. If I wasn't so fixated on the acting angle, I, I might just think that these guys were asking for their demise. There, There is something that bothered me about the plot, though. It's it's like a, a very big, glaring plot hole that I feel needs to be addressed. So once it's established that the girl isn't actually the blind man's daughter, and in fact the evil man's daughter, yeah, dun-dun-dun, <laughs> plot twist, uh, it's revealed that they were there to take her back unharmed the whole time. So everything before that, where she was allegedly in danger, meant nothing. I mean, of course, we as the audience didn't know that, but what about the big bad man in the basement threatening to drown her and literally almost succeeding? There's a live wire about to reach the water. Come out of she's fried! Yeah! Yeah! Was, was, that, um, <clears throat> was that part of the plan? I thought all those guys were there to take her back unharmed. Hmm? Hmm. I don't know. It just it just felt weird and kind of backwards to me. Another thing about the movie that upsets me was the Hernandez character. Uh, in the beginning, she seemed like a, I, I don't know, like a family friend or something. Uh, someone to, you know, come and visit the daughter and hang out with her and babysit her and whatever. I don't know. Uh, but I, I can't tell you much about her um, because she literally is killed like 15 minutes into the fucking movie. Which makes me think, what? What the fuck was the point of that? Who was this woman? Was she meaningful to the plot? You know, if, if they would have killed her off later, like, you know, maybe halfway through or the movie or, or, or when the scene changes from the blind man's house to the abandoned building, then it would have been acceptable to kill her off. But they knocked her off almost immediately, basically effectively killing off any chance anyone would care for her. Uh, and, and I don't care for her because she I don't know who the fuck she was. <laughs> we had, there's like two scenes with her and then and then and then boom. Hammer to the face, like four times. Okay, uh, you'll you'll find out soon enough. I'm really not here to praise this movie because uh, another thing that I didn't like about this movie was the fact that they tried to paint the blind man as as a good guy this time. Wh what? <laughs> Let's not forget the first movie where he had uh, kidnapped girls of his own in his basement, where he was artificially inseminating them, trying to give him a, a daughter. Does anybody remember that, or am I just me? Or he's not a good person. He's just as bad as these drug-dealing idiots. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. By, <laughs> by the way, that's who the villains are. They're drug dealers who deal uh, in heroin, I think, maybe? And, and their cook is dying. So they need the kid's heart to save the meth cook. It's still very much true that these lowlifes are the kid's real parents, but... I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm no scientist or whatever, but I think she's probably better off with the blind man, even though... He's also a terrible person. And to his credit, okay, at the end when he's standing above all the dead bodies, actually he was more like he was doubled over on one knee, barely breathing, um, he does admit to being a bad person. So, you know, there's that. Why is she still alive? If she's dead, so is her heart. And I, I can't keep it fresh long enough without the proper equipment. I have to cut it out of her while she's still breathing. The biggest difference between this movie and the first one for me is actually the blind man himself. Um, in, in the first one, Fede Alvarez did a very good job of making you believe Stephen Lang was blind. 
but in this movie, it just it kind of seems more like he probably just misplaced his glasses. I, I don't know. I get that he knows the house like corner to corner and inch by inch, but there was a lot of moments where I was like, I call bullshit on that. There is no way he would have known to like duck or move or, you know, whatever. There's just not a lot about this movie that gives me a reason to support it. I mean, I, they killed his fucking dog, right? I hate that. I'm, so, I'm sorry, but if an animal dies in a movie, it's an automatic 8 out of 10 points deduction for me, okay? There was one little moment that I'm sure they did not intend on paying homage to another movie, but all I could think of when the blind man was lying on the greenhouse roof as it was cracking was poor Brandy and I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. I had fun thinking about that other movie for a bit while this movie was still playing. Let's see, what else? Um, the camera work was nice. Uh, it, it kind of felt like this uh, Roto... Uh, Sayagu- it kind of felt like this director was trying to replicate the feel of the first movie, and for the most part, I th- I, th- I think he did, actually. Uh, there was another there was another long take when the robbers break in and the girls moving from hiding spot to hiding spot without cutting the camera. That was... It's actually pretty cool. Uh, I, I love when movies can pull off things like that. It, it shows that they didn't just come together to shit out a sequel and get a paycheck. They actually thought up, they thought some stuff out and planned accordingly. So I'll, I'll give the movie that, but that's all I'm giving it. There, there really is nothing else to talk about. Uh, all in all, it was, it was entertainment. It, it was fun to watch Stephen Lang murder people, uh, but really that's, a, that's about it. If you try to compare it to the first one, You'll be heavily disappointed. If you try to enjoy the characters and the story and the overall purpose of this movie, you'll be heavily disappointed. Like I said in the beginning, there was no need for this movie to exist, but it does. So, for for me, it exists just for the body count, and in the world of cinema, unfortunately, that's not enough to warrant a recommendation. Don't breathe too far short of the overall expectation we probably all didn't have in the first place. So, if that's the case, then... Maybe this isn't such a letdown, but uh, if you want to just sit down and turn off your brain and watch an elderly blind man fuck up a bunch of high school dropouts for an hour and 40 minutes uh, with ultimately no payoff, then check out the movie. For me, I give it a lousy 3 out of 10. So thank you for listening to the Zombie Shorts podcast. Uh, I'm still new at this, so don't be too harsh. Uh, if you'd care to check out anything else I do, I'm on TikTok at ZombieBry, one word, and that's a, that's a zero, not an O. Very, very important to remember that. Uh, and if you'd care to support me or this podcast in any way, uh, I have a PayPal, which is also the same name. Zombie Bry, all one word. Remember, that's a zero, not a no. Very important. So again, thank you for listening, and uh, I'll see you next time. Okay, bye!